0: This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insiders Podcast, where we take you to what is changing in the industry and introduce you to those that are making those changes on the front line. And I completely messed it up, Dan, but I'm going to keep going with it anyway. So I just, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just made that up on the fly, but my name is Johnny Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as CEO of Comarch, a digital marketing and sales services company that focuses on pest and lawn. And with me as always, Dan, I I really hope when you introduce yourself, you do a much better job than what I've done this morning. So uh, highly of highest, as I always introduce you, introduce yourself,
0: our topic and our guest this morning. I think uh, the fact that we're not doing this at 6 a.m. probably threw a monkey wrench in your uh, <laughs> this <is> uh, <laughs> ability to focus. Uh, it's now it's late in the, day. <laughs> 9 in the morning that Donnie's already had lunch. And so uh, anyway, uh, so welcome, everyone. Dan Gordon, uh, PCO bookkeepers, PCO M&A specialists. Uh, we do uh, outsource CFO work for the pest and lawn industry, as well as exit planning. And with us today is um, Jeff Davis. So Jeff uh, is with uh, WorkWave, um, and he came to WorkWave with the Team Software acquisition in uh, March of 22, and he joined Team Software when it acquired Quantec, where uh, he served various roles, uh, including um, um, president. But for those who are not familiar, everybody on this call is probably very familiar with WorkWave, but uh, not familiar. Team Software, not to be confused with Teams, the uh, Microsoft product. Team software is for security. Uh, uh, the cleaning and facilities management company, and Quantec is uh, an applicant applicant uh, tracking and onboarding software. So, um, Team software is kind of the pest pack of, uh, I'm assuming, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Jeff, that, uh, for cleaning and uh, security, and then um, the uh, Quantec is. Um, uh, kind of HR management, if if you will, learning uh, management, things like that. Um, you were catching so, on, yes. Uh, good, yeah. good deal. So anyway, Jeff, welcome. Uh, well, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't even set yeah. the topic here yet. Hang on.
1: Ah. So we're talking about. What are we talking about? hiring and onboarding games. So that's what Jeff is going to talk to us about. So by the way, great introduction, Dan, but just for the record. Thanks. It was, it was almost
0: as good as yours, but uh, we're, uh, <laughs> we're good. Rolling.
1: <laughs> there we got it, but no. So that's fantastic. So Jeff, hello, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you. Um, and yeah, so welcome,
2: guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. This is uh, this is quite the treat. This is this has been how I've learned the industry. I learned about this little podcast, Donnie, Donnie and Dan hosted, and, and you've been on my uh, rotation, my podcast rotation now for a few months um, while I'm cutting grass so i've learned
1: i've learned a lot i would much rather be on the grass cutting versus the grass smoking if you're going to roll <laughs> us in on the podcast rotation so i am glad and grateful and and that's that's where we're at so first jeff um let's by let's the way Donnie
0: is a tax cheaty is not a pot oh scorer, my
1: gosh so i know not, me saying that i i knew when i said it i'm like now there's going to be phone calls right. did you hear what donnie said he smokes grass and he teaches teach on his taxes. Anyway, so, Jeff, it would be great if you could, could explain, okay, first of all, how these two brands function within WorkWave, right? So the Quantec and the team software brands, how they function, and then eventually, obviously, WorkWave would have not done the acquisition if they didn't see value and how it could bring value to the pest and lawn industries. So kind of what the broad picture is long-term for, for those two brands. I think that'd be a good place to start.
2: Okay, yeah, we can we can definitely talk about that a little bit. So Team software, we'll put Quantech aside for a second. So Quantec is being an applicant tracking system is kind of agnostic. You can any, anybody can use it. Um, team is different. Team old WinTeam product was developed as an it's a full enterprise resource planning platform. It's an ERP. So it's it's designed to work with clients think like 5,000, 10,000 employees. I mean some of the world's largest employers. Um one very large security company uses team software. So they've got a lot of the back office functionality that I don't think exists within within Pestpac and some of the other platforms. Uh, I think HR functionality, uh, payroll, payroll is in there, finance, you know, a lot of the back office work. So the goal is eventually to be able to offer a more full ERP system for even Pestpac clients. Because I think they're moving toward you probably heard this, Donnie, the one work wave. So eventually there'll be one platform that's offered out there. And and this is this is WorkWave's first step into those really large clients. So I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this podcast is looking to grow. Right. That's why they listen. Eventually they'll get there. Um, And at some point in time, WorkWave should have should have the tools to be able to facilitate a really large business when these guys just blow up, blow up their companies. Now, Quantec, on the other hand, we had partnered with team well before I joined the company. So probably about 15 years ago um and and we had we had developed a really deep integration of the platform so if you think about it you go out and you have to hire people and that's that's the hiring platform and then you paperly paperlessly onboard them and then once you've got them you bring them into your erp you bring them into payroll you bring them into hr you bring them into schedule so it was a natural flow and i think i think at the time of acquisition we probably had 100 joint clients so we were we were in pretty deep with them. It just made sense. We actually sold the company the uh, the day before our city was locked down uh, for for the <laughs> pandemic. The day before, um, our, our lunch was the only meal I ate out at in a restaurant for like the
0: following nine months. So it was uh, it's I'll never forget it.
2: Never forget it at all.
0: So, so that's a little bit of uh, stuff. Am I, to understand, am I to understand that the vision is to have one program that lawn care, pest control, janitorial, secure, everybody um, works with, and that the platform that they're thinking about using is uh, the team platform? Is that.
2: Well, it'll be components, right? So you kind of get to the shared services where you pull the good stuff out of each one of them and, and bring them together. But yes, that eventually the vision is to have a platform that can work and facilitate in multiple different areas. And there, there's a lot of work going on with it right now. There's a lot of exciting stuff. It'll be kind of rolled out soon. There's something called sales center and communication center that are pulling out. So there's, WorkWave, Workwave has a lot of components that are, that are moving around right now. So I've, it, it's an exciting
0: time to be with the company. Is there any estimated ETA for all of this, just a uh, time uh, of arrival, or is it just way too early?
2: you know i want to keep my job so i'm not going to promise any dates right now because i'm sure we're going to have some people listening to the podcast from the company
1: i was going to say take whatever he says and double it and that's probably right. what you know that's that's going to be there and i'm not that's but, not, but we're, we're not looking we're, at
0: 2023
1: are we no no no, no. Okay.
0: I, I, that's all software no. i mean
1: to me the way i like to think of it i i think of it as they're trying to create basically a sales force for the service industry you know what I mean? Like that, that, that. When you look at WorkWave One and kind of pulling all these together, I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously hope that it, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, right? It, it simplifies and it makes it. I mean, the functions between each one of these verticals are not very different as to what happens in the, on, you know, in the back office. It's just not. And so, if you've got one unified platform that works for all of them, then that's fantastic. Now, I'm not saying that the the front side is a little different. You know, it's a little different for each business, but but the back, back part of it, you know, billing, invoicing, charging, all that other kind of good stuff is the same. So but in any case, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the topic for this for this episode is up your hiring and onboarding game. So yeah. I want to dig into that a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about what what that means and then kind of your your background. I think it'd be great for folks to know a little bit about kind of where you came from and and then how you kind of got into this part of you know of business and then and then let's get into the topic itself because ultimately we've got folks out there who are struggling with hiring and they're struggling with onboarding and so let's let's get into that too so let's start with you first and then we can kind of get into that sure so I've I'm relatively new to the hiring world I guess about six years in
2: maybe uh, coming up on seven years in since I joined Quantec before but I've been in technology in SaaS for you know 20 years now so I'm I'm a, I'm a career nerd. I'm an ex-engineer and, um, you know, so I've been around it for a long time, but I jumped into the HR platform world with Quantec. And what we realized very quickly was it wasn't about the software. It was really about building effective recruiting organizations. And once you have that proper recruiting structure and, and bringing people into your organization, then things like retention and turnover and turn tend to fix themselves. Um, especially focused on the two industries that we were in. So we're, you know, contract security and contract and contract cleaning, 150% annualized turnover, it's a volume game. And you'd see these organizations that would come in and they effectively build a big call center and have recruiters on the phone and they would just churn through, churn through leads. Um, So it, it became almost a case study. And, you know, over the past two years working with team, I hate to say this, but I've almost become a labor economist Um, So we've done a lot of webinars and we talk a lot about this stuff. You know, I follow I follow the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the JOLTS reports monthly. Um, You know, I get alerts and I I dig them up. In fact, they're on my screen right now, you know, looking at the latest numbers just because they it's this has been a case study in in really economics, watching what's happened to the labor market recently. Um, So there's it's a fascinating it's a fascinating place to play right now. It's a fascinating industry to look at. I can't get away from it even though technically i'm really not in it today cuz i'm not really working with glance anymore um I, you know i still i've still kind of nerd out when it comes to 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 the hiring industry and labor in general there's a lot to look at right
0: now tell us about uh some of like so you know if 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 i subscribe to quantech or you know any of the other hr related softwares what does it do versus you were talking about the macro economy, which is kind of interesting, right? So you're looking at macro and then micro within the organization. What is it that, that you can glean from looking at labor statistics and things like that, that will help the software? Or is it just, because you know, you want to um, see both sides?
2: Well, you know, software really just facilitates, right? So it's, it's software is just something that's just a tool to help you get people in the door. Um, the things you've got to look at when you're building a recruiting organization, look at it. And let us let me take a step back. So my first introduction into the pest industry was actually before I was even in this role. I filled in um, for Slingshot at the PMP Growth Summit. They pulled me up in front of a crowd, a bunch of owners. There are probably some listening to this podcast right now. And you know, I was the tall guy who walked up in front of everyone and said, hey, I don't know anything about your industry. I'm here to learn. That was the first thing that was my very first introduction and you know the next two days everyone just kind of put their arm around me and they were there to teach and that was that was my first introduction into this industry is how open people were to kind of learning or to to explaining what goes on in their industry and i learned very quickly that you guys are unique you're really really unique especially when as much as you collaborate between companies most industries they'll become friends you know industry associations but very rarely do they say hey you know would I get an invite from Donnie to come down and check out his operation and ride along and see how he runs his business that that was something that really stood out for me uh, the other thing that really really stood out were your jobs are not jobs they're careers and in the industries that I came from a lot of times they were viewed as jobs very temporary jobs and that's why people turned over so quickly and you know I learned from the owners of these companies that they weren't really looking for Employees that had worked for the competition—they wanted people that were fresh, that they could teach their own system from day one, and the people that wanted to come in for a career. So that was a, that was that was unique to me, um, very unique. And then you've got the you've got the whole thing of you know door knocking. I mean that you don't see that in a lot of industries. You don't see where, where people come to an industry. And I've I've told Donnie this this past week in a trip that we were on. I purchased my my pest control from somebody knocking on the door after that PMP growth summit. Normally I would never answer the door, but uh, you know, so I've I've purchased it. So it, you know, it you kind of have to look at the industry itself um, as a standalone before you look at the macro. And when you get into the macro, where are we right now? So we've got, for every one, for every two people looking for a job, there's one available um, out there. For every two jobs, there's one person available. Sorry, I had that reverse.
1: I was getting ready to so, say it. It's not, that's not my world, but keep it At my place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that's so good
1: you, you are
2: competing with everyone right now. Uh, you know, you're know you competing at, for employees across the bar, board with every single industry. We've seen um, warehouse and logistics distribution with Amazon come in and just tear up industries. Uh, they're paying 20 bucks an hour and free college walmart is paying 18 dollars an hour in college reimbursements right now it's it's hard it's a highly competitive highly competitive market so to get people in the door you can't just deploy a system you can't just go to indeed and post a job and hope people show up it, it's a it's a completely different game right now the thing that i think's unique and i think is an opportunity Within your industry, within pest, is that your, the attributes of your jobs are totally different than anything that we've worked with before. Um, it, it really is unique, and you have you have a lot more attributes than say commercial cleaning does. Um, that's not a that's not a role that a lot of people are looking to you know to achieve.
1: So let's let's say I'm I'm sitting uh, by the way, and one of the things I've heard of, and and Dan, I'm, I think we've mentioned this before, but I hear it from a lot of a lot of clients is that you know, hey, our limitation to growth this year has not been marketing. It's been more expensive, but it hasn't been our limitation. Our biggest limitation has been labor. And I'm sure any everyone who's listening here, I'm, none of our listeners struggle with this, right? None of them do. But let's let's just back up for a second. I the point, am, but to the
0: point where they're they're actually rolling back their marketing because they can't handle
1: 100,
0: absolutely, the, the, yeah, um, the work that's coming in.
1: And I've talked about this graph multiple times and I'm just gonna keep talking about it because it made a big impact on me. But you know, the 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 death graph that you know Bill Connolly did in, in Forbes magazine where he talks about just the, the down cycle of labor and how much it's going to go down. And this is not gonna be something that's gonna change over the next decade. Jeff, for you, if if there's a a guy or a gal sitting out there and this year they had this issue, right? They had this issue that they could not attract enough labor. To hit their growth goals, what are some practical things that they could do to really up their hiring, right? Like, like the onboarding piece of it. You know, we actually I'm going to wait for that one because it's, it's it's a funny story and I don't I want to be careful. But, um, it, you know, how how does one actually start to change their business? Because you said something earlier which I thought was fantastic, which is, you know, a lot of folks have realized that they've become recruiting companies now. I don't think we have to be that aggressive in this industry because of what you just said earlier, which is you were looking for more folks with careers. We're not just churn and burn. Someone's going to last for three months and then we've got to replace them. At least let's hope that's not the case. But, but if I'm, I'm in my little town, little city, whatever. And this year I had to pull back marketing because I couldn't get all the work done. I'm doing basically the, you know, the, the standard, you know, indeed ads. What are some practical things that, that I could be doing or I could change that would have hopefully some sort of immediate impact on how I hire and, and, and really getting to a place where I can get the work done and continue to grow?
2: It's a good question. So there are there's a very important factor to understand in the recruiting game. There are active applicants and there are passive applicants. Active applicants are out there looking for a job right now. And we know that pool is small, right? Passive applicants are not looking for a job and passive applicants could be persuaded and maybe the best applicants, but you have to get to them. And a lot of times people ignore that bucket. They don't they don't go after the passive applicants, the people that could be great employees, but maybe they're not actively looking right now and they, they tend to go to just job boards, which is where the active applicants are sitting. So the first thing that we always encourage people is, is to figure out the profile. What makes a good employee? So you've got different roles in your business, but where have you had success and what, what are you hiring for? So if we're looking for technicians, maybe we can build a profile of what our best pit, um, technicians are, right? It, do they have a military background? Do they ride out of high school? Um, have they come from another industry? Maybe they're people that have been fed up with with um, warehouse work or in logistics work and they want a little bit more freedom. People that, that are going to, fit the mold for what you want. So that's the first thing, build that profile. Once you build that profile, you're gonna have to shift some resources around a little bit. So no longer can you go post a free free ad on Indeed. You may get 100 applicants, you may get two serious ones. Good luck getting through that, that bucket, right? Good luck. That's That's got a whole lot of phone calls and a whole lot of uh, ghosting that goes on within the Indeed Indeed bucket. Now on the other side, that's where you have to market. So if I know that I've built a profile for the, for the correct employee, the right person I wanna go after, how do you go find them? And this is when we start looking more in the marketing world, right? So about five years ago, we started noticing this shift in the, in the recruiting world where good, good organizations, the, the good big companies were starting to bring their marketing departments into recruiting. And it's, it's kind of escalated. It's, it's escalated to the point where we even offer a recruitment marketing platform now. So recruitment marketing has become a thing. It's about building that profile, figuring out who you are as an employer, and then going and directly targeting that audience that you want. So, if you know that you're going to go after millennials that have certain attributes, you're going to look to platforms, right? So, you're probably going to, millennials, you're probably going to look on Instagram. That's going to be a targeting place where you're probably going to want to go out and play some ads. Uh, Maybe there are certain podcasts you could advertise on where millennials are. I'm sure they listen to podcasts too, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you have to start targeting. You have to start targeting the audience that you want. I mean, we've always looked at retention by generation. Older generations retain better in security and cleaning industries. I'm sure that's probably the case in um, in the pest industry. Um, so you have to know where that generation is and where they live. Gen X, we're on Facebook, right? We're on Google. We're on Facebook. Um, millennials are are going down. If you if you want to get the, the the youngest generations out there, you got to get on TikTok and. Don't laugh! Don't laugh! I know a couple of very large security companies that have had their best success off of creating viral TikTok videos in in the recruiting role and placing them.
0: TikTok actually singing and dancing, or yes, uh, I, they had guards uh, out there
2: singing oh and dancing. Canadians, they were some of our Canadian clients. Yes.
0: It worked. Uh, they had oh, one hundred twenty
2: thousand no, views.
0: I get it, but I think that there's a subtle uh, difference in what you just said. So. So putting an ad on Indeed or ZipRecruiter or whatever that's that's outbound marketing and then or that's that's marketing as we know it and then we wait for people to call us but you're talking about just like um you know making the call or um you know trying to to go outbound and 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 bring them in um or are you just talking you know put your ads up on different you know uh places like TikTok and instagram uh, how did you know because we we subscribe to like zip recruiters resume service and mm-hmm. also um you know um we we've got a couple of different uh resume services that we go to but is that what you're talking about or are you talking about making that singing and dancing video for TikTok and i mean we do
2: we don't have to go as far as the singing and dancing, but I am
0: talking about. But it's not that favorite. outlandish. It really isn't, right? I mean. For, <laughs> listen, I'm not singing and dancing. However. No, uh, no, 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 no. You opened uh, up the We're going
1: down. No, no, no. We're going down this road here. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I just uh, had the
0: thought that we should
1: do we, meaning you, and I'll record yes. it, some sort of TikTok yes. thing for the podcast, which would be fantastic. Yes. But I. But okay. y- hang on. But y- little line y- dancing. Y- for sure the macarena i don't even think people nice. would get yeah, on TikTok we do it people wouldn't even know what the hell that is right they'd be like the what so getting back though jeff you said something very, really, very important and i want to just summarize it here because if you're listening i want to make sure people got this message which is you know there's two ways of going about this right if you're if you're there and you're hurting for people you can throw the ad up on indeed you can wait and hope I will tell you that folks who are in this economy who have been through more than one job within a year, you probably they're not going to stay with you very long either in this economy. Because the fact is, is if you work and and when I say if you work, meaning that, you know, when you come to work, you actually work. Most people are going to move you up fairly quickly. You're going to they're going to do whatever they can to keep you because it's so difficult to keep to keep labor. But but what you're suggesting is, is that it goes well beyond that, which is you've got to play a longer game of trying to recruit and advertise to folks who have a job, which everyone hears that, right? But no one does it. Everyone understands it, but no one does it. So besides, I don't know, getting in a diaper and dancing around on TikTok, what else can there
0: be <laughs> it's like, you know, for this strategy? How, how-, how do you get, how do you get that? Um, yeah. And, um, how do you get to that person who's, mildly satisfied with their job. I mean, that 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 sounds like a long-term play. You're not just going to go in there, hey, we got this job. You know, if if they had a horrible day, maybe they join you, but eh, I kind of like my job. I'm not sure. So how do you build that database and how do you ping those people? How do you contact them? Um, what's the best way to do that?
2: So it's, it's digital advertising. You know, digital advertising is is by far the best way to go about it. If you build that profile and you know that who that person is, that you're looking for, you you send the attributes that you're looking for, right? So gone are the days of like, here's the job, here are the job requirements, this is what you're going to do. Now it is, what is what what are you going to do for your employees? That's the message. They own the market. That's just where we are right now. So when you go to them, and, and you know maybe you've decided that you really want to go after twenty um, somethings that have that that work at um, UPS. I'm not sure. I'm just kind of making something up. And we've, just, we've, we've put together a Google advertising campaign and we're gonna target these individuals. Maybe the attribute that we're gonna to sell to them is the, is the flexibility in the job. That's, that's a big thing that they want, right? UPS being a bad example, maybe it's Amazon Worker. So we're gonna go out there and we're gonna sell that attribute. You gotta understand exactly what you're doing. And the landing page that you pull people back to, yes, this is gonna include new web development and a page to come back to is gonna to talk to what about the benefits of that, that job. There are other ways to go about it too. And I see companies getting a lot more aggressive even out of the digital space because digital advertising has gotten to be expensive. Posting jobs on Indeed has gotten to be expensive. You can't, the results from a free post are not good. So you have to promote. Um, I'm hearing people do radio advertising. You know, listen to sports radio, right? Sports talk radio has a very specific demographic of angry people on Monday mornings that want to complain about their QBs. So yeah, they do, they do. I listened to him this morning, very angry about my QBs too. Um, you know, so that that's an audience. So if you know that's where your audience is, don't be don't be afraid to advertise on, on those. I hear a lot of radio advertising now for very specific jobs and demographics out there. Now, Dan, I did want to mention something before, just to clarify. ZipRecruiter is a little bit different than a job board. So ZipRecruiter does have a job board, but the services they offer are actually advertising services. So they'll take the profile of who you're looking for, and they proactively go out and do this advertising that I'm talking about for you. So ZipRecruiter is actually a, a pretty good service. Now, where people get lost in the zip recruiter world, the, the, the product is called programmatic ad buying, right? It is a... Some people will call it AI. I'm not going to call it AI because it's really not intelligent, but it is a programmatic way of going out there and buying advertising in different spots for people to come back in. You will never see the same volume that you do with, say, Indeed. The biggest challenge that I've seen in the other industries is volume does not mean quality. And you have to start looking at quality. Who translates into a hire? So if I get 10 applicants from a programmatic ad buying campaign, but I get four employees. But on the other side, I've got 200 applicants and I get 400 employees. What, what's a better quality source for me? I would say the zip ZipRecruiter is a better quality source in that scenario from Programmatic. And, and it's, that's a hard thing for people to get around. They look at it and say, it's such a numbers game. I've got to have volume. I've got to have volume. And we question that. We openly question it with clients. Of, you have to look at you have to look at where your sources are. So one of the things that we've done in our industry, we produce quarterly reports um, for the cleaning industry. Our biannual reports, and we look at that translation. So where are the con? Where are where do people get hired from? From a lead source, okay, great. I've got the bucket of people that come over from leads, and indeed rules that roost. They own the market from a applicant generating standpoint. But when you look at people who actually were hired, about Three quarters of them came directly from a web page of clients. They're hiring people that come directly to them and are searching them out. They're not hiring that are people that are passively just clicking with two clicks on their phone during lunch um, for applicants on, on say indeed. They're they're hiring the people that come directly to them. So how do we drive those people to your site? And the long-winded answer here is you have to drive them there. You have to go out there and do digital advertising or radio advertising. You've got to bring them back to that website so they can see the value in your company, your unique value proposition. And once you do that, that's when they're going to convert. Those are the quality hires that we see.
1: So is there, a? and, and this is a question off the cuff, and if you don't have a good answer for this, this is fine, but I'm curious, is there a resource or like if, if I'm, Let's just say I'm a one, two million dollar company, and I'm like, yes, Jeff, this makes total sense to me. I'm going to start. I'm going to start proactively recruiting folks who have a job. How do I do this? Like, how do I approach this? Like, is there, you know, is there a company I should engage with? Is there, is there a book I should read? Like, you know, is it, is it, you know, I, I mean, I'm just curious. Like, you know, if I'm sitting out there and I'm like, yeah, this makes total sense to me, right? I, I, yeah, I've been making, you know, we're out and we're we're pushing all of our budget on Indeed and and we're getting applicants i'm not pleased with it but i understand i want to play the long game here any thoughts there and again if you don't have an answer it's fine but i'm just curious if you've got something that you'd recommend or or tell people to get started where to go
2: there are there are a lot of internet resources out there um you know a lot of the the ats and hris companies like bamboo hr they put out a lot of content Uh, you can go to teamsoftware.com if we have a lot of content out there also that you can you can kind of steal. As far as services are concerned, I think I think we're scoping um, a new product idea here, Donnie,
0: for Colmar. That could be a, that could be a fun product because
2: um, it is a marketing service. That's hundred percent what it is. It it's is a, it is a marketing what, yeah. Service. What I'm
0: what I'm hearing is that the creative part of advertising, you know, putting out the ads and whatnot, but the quantitative part of marketing is coming into recruiting, and that's never been there. It's it's always just been a creative. Uh, type. You have to, right? I mean, I've said this multiple times,
1: but, you know, recruiting is nothing more than marketing with different clothes on. That's all it is. I mean, it's the same stinking fundamental process, right? You exactly what you just said. You figure out your target customer. You line everything around attracting that target customer and then you build a funnel and watch them pull them all the way through. It's no different whatsoever. Um, so, no, I think that's fantastic. I think that's great. So let's let's transition here. Um, just to onboarding, and, and we're we're getting close to our time here, but I want to I want to spend a little bit of time on this. Can you just walk us through, um, you know, mistakes that people typically make when they're onboarding? You know, how does someone, you because know, everyone onboards, right? Whether they do it intentionally or not, and and so can you just walk us through like, here's some common things that we see, folks could do better. When it comes to onboarding, by the way, here at Triangle, I mean, we could absolutely do better at this. We, you know, it's, it's, it's a moving target. It's chasing the horizon. Uh, We try to get a little bit better every year, but just some, some common things that you see and maybe some common ways to improve when it comes to onboarding.
2: Sure. So first of all, let's define onboarding because there there are two broad definitions of onboarding. The first one is collecting paperwork. If somebody comes in the door, right? Your I-9, let me see your driver's license, all that fun stuff. The second thing is, it's really welcoming somebody in the culture of your company, um, and that that's where that's where the retention. So let's addressing the first one. Paperwork is concerned. The tools that are out there right now for for collecting paperless onboarding are are advanced. You can you can have somebody fully onboard themselves from a cell phone um, within twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So if you're if you're still bringing somebody back into the office to fill out paperwork and you're keeping that paperwork, you know, in a file drawer somewhere in your office, you're you're behind. that's the first thing. So there are good tools out there where you can do paperless onboarding and you can take the hassle off of people so that they can uh, Sunday morning or or Sunday afternoon before they come in Monday morning, they can have all their paperwork ready and they're, they're good to go. That's the first piece on um, onboarding. Now let's get to the the cultural piece of welcoming people. And you're right. The, The biggest pitfall that we see people have is they don't have a plan. They, they, they bring people in and they, they they just kind of say okay let's let's bring you in meet with your supervisor we're going to kind of watch over you for a week and then boom you're on your own um and that that's where things tend to fall apart so what the number one pe- reason people leave a company is their frontline supervisor right it's always that manager that kind of comes in and sometimes that can be a wall between the company the owners actually getting information and management getting information back on on what's really happening in the field so What we say is engage, engage, engage. You have to have tools in place to have constant engagement with, with new hires and that the first week, the first month, 60 days, 90 days, um, you have to have constant engagement. And really a lot of that message is not, Hey, let me give you feedback on how you're doing in the field. It's give me feedback on on the company. How are things going with you? Um, You let them know that you care. So, you know, Everything about onboarding that that I've ever studied—it's always about engagement for retention, right? The the goal is to keep people. Um, You know, some industries that the average churn is in in day 45. So, you know, how do you keep these guys for two years? Right? I mean, and if you if you look at the data, if you look at the data out there, there's an inflection point at day 60 and day 90. And if you can keep them, if you can put your target, you can figure out where, where it is. All right, day 90. If I keep somebody for day 90, then the chances of them staying for a full year. Triple. And I've seen this in the security guard industry where you've got an inflection point. So we we've always coached people like find that inflection point and now you proactively manage to that day. Do whatever you can to keep them in, put the incentives in place, make sure the feedback channels are open. But really what it boils down to is engagement. Are you are you talking? Do you have the tools in place to have them give you feedback on what's going on? Um, and just having a plan for that first 90 days. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a cake every week to celebrate them making it, you know, through another week. It, it can, it can be the simple stuff of just checking in through whatever platform you're using, or just a, a simple phone call works too.
1: You know, one so, of the things that I know I will, I will finish this out. And then Dan, I didn't mean to interrupt you and I'll let you say your question, right. but it's just something that I, that I see a lot. And I see this a lot with, with older owners. And so yet another thing you guys can chalk up that Donnie said, rad, bad, or wrong or whatever, but one of the things that I have seen a lot when folks are struggling with recruiting is well, we do too much, you know, they should be grateful to get a job or, you know, there's this cultural thing where someone grew up in a, in a time which employers had the upper hand. Right. And people were needing jobs. Right. They went through, you know, they came up during a recession. Or they came up when the you know, jobs were not the job market is not like it is now. And for whatever reason, culturally, they, the company just has not made that shift. And I and I'm monologuing a bit here, but I just want to, you know, for our listeners, if you've got that going on in your company, first of all, you got to check yourself, right? Do you have that? Do you have that mentality? Like, well, they should, you know, be grateful to have a job. We we provide them this. Like that that just doesn't work. And and I would also be looking through my supervisors and I'd be looking through my recruiting team if you have one. So you got to throw that out because that's just not the reality anymore. And you can keep that mindset and continue to struggle to get labor and continue to struggle to get people. But I just want to bring it out because I've seen it a lot. Um, and I've talked to folks and, you know, that's the first thing they'll say. And I'm like, well, yeah, that might have been the case, you know, 20 years ago. That's not where we live in now. And, and if you keep going down that road, it's not going to get better. So.
0: All right. With that, Dan, what were you going to so, say? So that uh, Donnie and I spent some time with some some folks last week and, you know, you you get some of that and you're not going to change people's attitudes. Um, however, you might be able to change them to say, okay, uh, you're right, this guy should come to work. He should be happy to have a job and everything, okay, but beyond that, now I got to do what I have to do to to attract them. You can keep your old attitudes, but here's the question that I have. Some people are just really good at remembering birthdays and the kids' yeah. names and the dogs' names, yes. and, but some people aren't, right? So. Does this software, Quantec, is, is there anything in that uh, or any softwares? You know, I know that like uh, ADP and, and some of the others, you know, track the birthday and everything. So tell tell us about how you can use uh, computers to make you a nicer guy, even though you're an angry guy like Donnie.
2: So what, what did you say your name was again? Dan, that's right. Yeah. OK. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not good at those <laughs> things either. I've got a few anniversaries I need to remember coming up um, that's right. yeah, there. There are, so so Quantec itself is an applicant tracking system. It's it's not a full HR platform. There are some really good HR platforms. We eventually hope that it turns in. It will eventually turn into a full HRIS. But there are some really good, inexpensive platforms out there that can kind of help you manage through this. Um, I do not get paid by this company or endorse them or anything else, but one that I, I like is Bamboo HR. And it's a good example they're they're low cost. They're easy point of entry. They've got the applicant tracking system, onboarding all the way through people management, and and I'm sure they're going to upsell you to sell you those modules of like the birthday reminders and everything. But software's figured it out. I mean, SaaS has definitely figured out that component so that you can, for lack of a better term, be idiot proof when it turns you know engaging with clients. Uh, let's not forget the good old fashioned put it on your calendar thing. You know, it's um. That's an easy one. In fact, I've noticed that within WorkWave, there is a, there, and we use Google, uh, we use G Suite, and there is a add birthdays um, function in there and it pops people's birthdays from the company. So there, there's probably a plugin from the HR. So there are lots of tools out there to, to kind of help you remind to do those little things because they do matter, right? I mean, who wants to be forgotten? Yeah. on birthday? That's pretty much, that's a pink slip right there. <laughs> I'm
1: there's been a few episodes of the office on that right you know there's oh yeah special cake <laughs> Yeah, no i i will tell you that um i do think it's important that you use software to help you do that and and it's and, and i will tell you i i tell people obviously we we all struggle with this and and i tell them look look it's not that i don't care it's just there's a lot of dates floating around Hell, I've got four kids in it, and I do well to remember their birthdays. And then my, you know, I mean, so so the point is, is that if, if you're scaling a company, you can't remember.
0: You just possibly, but it's
1: good to and, know that
0: kind of stuff, right? It's and great it to know it. Yeah, but it's also great to automate it too. So no, <laughs> doubt. no doubt. Well, Jeff, we
1: have reached the end of our time. I just want to thank you for coming out and and sharing some of your thoughts on on how our listeners can up their hiring and onboarding game. It's been great getting to know you. Great. Um, I'm I'm glad that you're learning our industry and that you're coming into it. Dan, any parting thoughts, questions before we finish so out Jeff, here? Jeff,
0: will will you have anybody at Pestworld or will you be there for, you know, the um you know to, to look at uh Quantech and, and and talk about these things?
2: So I was voted off the island.
0: Um I will not be it. At- I will not be at Best World. <laughs> we we are only allowed to bring like thirty people. So and I, was, I am I was batting a thousand there. with the questions, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, but I
2: it. will say we will have people there. So I work with I work with Cold March. I work with all the marketing services, Slingshot. Um, I do believe we'll have somebody from Quantech there. I will be that week. Believe it or not, I will be same week at BSCAI. It's a cleaning organization. I'll be in Chicago speaking on labor. That's exactly. I will be. So like when I said, I'm still in this world, I still get pulled into it, even in industries that I don't work with as closely anymore. Um, so yeah, we'll have plenty of people there to, to speak with. Yeah. I'm excited to see the booth. It's going to be everyone together. So, you know, it's that one ecosystem where you come in, if you're a coal March client, you can come over and learn how slingshot can work. And then you can see the new sales center and how that's going to fit into the eco. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to miss it this year for sure.
1: Fantastic. Yes. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. As a reminder, all the resources and topics that we talk about today um, are available on the podcast website, pnpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes and you will see some for this show as well. And as always, if you enjoy the show, we appreciate uh, any tips you can put into the tip jar. In the case for Dan and I, that payment would be a form of a review, both good and bad, even if you're calling us tax cheats and uh, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. That's there. Us, Yeah, grass smoking, that would be the other one. That's the one I added this time, so I'm
0: just going to keep the training. That's smoking, tax dodging. Yes, 100%. uh,
1: And with that, you've managed to waste another 40 minutes with Dan and I. We appreciate you being here. Jeff, thanks again, and we'll see you all next time.
0: Take care. Thanks, Jeff. Take care.